Welcome to Don't Hit Snooze, the podcast. You've been sleeping on yourself for long enough. It's time to wake up. No matter what you're doing, while you listen, we pray that you begin to unlock your God-given potential and turn it into massive action. Don't Hit Snooze is not just a personal development podcast. It's a personal reminder Reminding you to be and become all that God has created you to be. Now let's get into this episode. In this year alone, I've been to more cities and states than I've been to my whole existence, including but not limited to good old Memphis, Pittsburgh, and beautiful San Antonio for the first time. And I went there twice and even stamped my passport for the first time to the DR. After being without a car for over a year, I got one on April 30th after proclaiming every day, saw it every day on my laptop that I would get one before the end of April. I was offered a position at my current job after thinking I'd have to go to a somber life at my previous one, and I negotiated my salary. After I asked for peace, specifically where I laid my head, my situation at my mom's house became even more toxic and chaotic until I found peace in my heart through it all. And once I did, I was able to move into my own place this year. After dumbing down my destiny for so long, I finally took a leap in business and Jackpots LLC is in full effect officially. This was all while overcoming depression and fears and so many other things Also, while leading a ministry and serving in other capacities at church, doing my best to keep a smile on my face, but unashamed when I just didn't have it in me anymore. It's been an amazingly blessed year. I've learned so much about myself, especially after starting counseling or therapy. (laughs) I recently rededicated my life to Christ and was rebaptized from when I was a child, symbolizing a new birth for me. It happened the day before my earthly birthday. Oh my gosh. Talk about an unforgettable birthday. It has represented not only a rescue, but also a renewal, a rebirthing, a revival. I am eternally grateful that God chose me. I could not have done it without my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want everyone to know him. I want everyone to experience his great love. Has everything been peachy? Absolutely not. But am I covered by the blood? Do I have everything I need? Am I affirmed in that I am already everything God has created me to be? Do I have the mind of Christ? Am I walking according to his purpose and safe in his will? 
absolutely. (laughs) Join me on my journey of being, of being exactly who I always was in heaven, here on earth, aligned with God's original intention as I live out my life according to his purpose, out loud, bold, unashamed, unrelenting, with my short stories long. So instead of doing a spoken word piece today, I wanted to do something different. And I am reading a note that I wrote to myself back on September 22nd, 2019, around 5 a.m. when I was working my overnight job that I told you guys about. And I just started feeling this overwhelmingly blessed hope and joy. And I was just like, man, I'm so grateful to be in the place that I am. I'm so blessed. I'm so filled with so many things, joy and amazing people and friends and loved ones. And, you know, my life was just looking amazing. And I want to say it was around the time when one of my relationships ended. And I, when I say I loved that man, but it was, I knew that it wasn't going to work. I just knew that it wasn't going to work. I was trying to make it work. I was trying to make fetch happen, honestly. And God was just like, girl, this is not, this is not what I have for you. <laughs> I don't know why you playing. And Honestly, like if you are questioning something, if you're questioning a relationship with someone, if you're questioning a situationship, even if you're questioning a job, if you're questioning any type of space that you're in, anything that you're doing in life and it just doesn't if it's not. Feeling. Like your steps are ordered, I wanted to say that. Right. And I want to say that would be if it doesn't feel like your steps are ordered, if it feels like you're always trying to figure out the next thing or if you're trying to make fetch happen. Like I said, if you're questioning things, if you feel confused, it's probably for a reason. And it's probably because you're not supposed to be in what you're in or you're not supposed to be doing what you're doing or something. So don't ignore that. Feelings are not facts, but feelings are indications to something greater. So definitely always question it. Question yourself, your motives, your heart, but definitely ask God, like, what is this? What am I supposed to be doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? So yeah, that is a letter that I wrote to myself or a little note that I wrote to myself. And I was just like, wow, sometimes we can forget the things that God has brought us through. I just had an accident on December 31st and it was a major car accident. I was alone, thank God, but it shook me up a little bit. It didn't put fear in my heart to drive. When I go past that particular area on the expressway, 
I do get a little shaken up or, you know, my palms get a little sweaty or I just have like a flashback. But it's nothing to the point where I'm just afraid to get behind the wheel. Thank God. But it definitely shifted the trajectory of my life. I would say that was a major turning point in my life. So I was living at home with my mom and I remember I was going to church. And I want to say. I don't know, I I can't I still to this day, I don't want to say it was Holy Spirit. I can't say that it was me. It was it was something in my brain. Maybe it was my brain. Maybe it was Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm still questioning what that was, but I just kept feeling like, don't go to church. And I'm like, what? Mind you, I sing in the choir. Well, I don't sing in the choir anymore, but I'm speaking like as if it were present tense. So I'm, I sing in a choir. I have to be at church at 630. What are we doing? I'm looking at the phone. It's probably like 615. So my mom lives on the west side. My church at the time, south side. What we doing, bro? Everything. And I, when I get these feelings of anxiety, it it's very hard to move or I, I move in slow motion. I feel like I'm moving fast, but I'm actually moving very slow. And the things that it takes me normally like five minutes, 20 minutes to do, it'll take me like an hour, two hours to do when I'm feeling like that. And things were just going so slow, but I felt like I was moving really fast. And I'm like, what is happening? And it, it just kept saying, don't go to church. Don't go to church. I'm like, oh, devil. So, of course, I go and I'm driving. Everything is cool. And I was like, you know what? I I'm going to put my cruise control on. I had been doing that. And I don't know. I remember someone telling me to not do that. I just can't remember who it was, but I did it. And I remember when I did, I was like, ooh, it's going to be okay." (laughs) So. Right before my accident, there was an accident. A little bit of ways ahead of mine, so cars started to stop. So literally traffic is starting to build up and me and all the other people driving alongside me and a little bit ahead of me are now about to reach this big boatload of traffic that has stopped for an accident. So a couple cars start to try to like veer off the expressway because they're like, we not sitting in that that not today. And I feel that I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should get off too. But I'm like, either way, I need to like try to figure out how to get over because I can at least maybe navigate through and get off on a different expressway I was on the 9094 if you know Chicago so the Dan Ryan it goes it continues south but you can also break off and onto Lakeshore Drive and the 55 to St. Louis so I was like I can break off there and maybe take Lakeshore instead if we can you know kind of navigate pushing through a little bit as I'm doing that a pickup truck kind of spins in front of me a little bit 
I was like, I don't see no ice. What's happening? I'm forgetting that my cruise control is on. And when you're in cruise control, if you've ever been in it, it's extremely hard to get to a level set place of like a proper speed. Like if you're going, even if you're going 60 miles, if you set it to 60 to stop it completely, it's going to take a second to shift. So I didn't have time to shift. I pressed the brake, but at that point, it was already too late. So I low-key kind of slammed into the back of the pickup truck or like a black car. Some, I think it was the, a black car that I didn't see because the pickup truck was in the way. And somehow the black car went somewhere. I don't know what happened, but the way that I hit it, it was more of like them hitting me because of how everybody was trying to get over And once that impact happened, I spun out of control. Mind you, I already started getting over. Now I'm spinning back to the wall. So I closed my eyes and all I remember is opening my eyes. Everything was deployed, all the airbags, everything hurt on my body. And I was so distraught. I was just like, oh my God. And instantly I just went into this like panic mode and I got super depressed instantly. I'm like, oh my God, like I was supposed to start a new job in February. Now I don't have a car. And it's like people say, you know, I I'm, I was just so thankful to still be alive. I was like, uh, <laughs> Lord, I mean, you ain't take me. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, what do you still have me here for? So I was, I was low-key mad, high-key. I was high-key mad at God. I'm like, look, you done took me through this. I done been through hell and back prior to this. This year has been decent, you know what I'm saying? But, so mind you, this isn't the 2019 year of like, oh my God, I travel out of the country. and This is a different year. <laughs> but it was decent. It just wasn't like amazing. Y'all. Oh, my goodness. So short of the long, I ended up going to the hospital. I so first I called my I want to say I called my friend. This friend, I promise y'all, I love you, girl. I love you. And I know you know who I'm talking about. And some of y'all might know who I'm talking about. I love you, but you don't answer your phone. But do y'all know this girl answered her phone like she never answers the phone? I kid you not. This girl answered the phone. And I was like, girl, you need to pray. (laughs) So we prayed, hung up with her. I called my brother. So he was like, "Okay, I'm on my way. He was in Indiana. I'm like, "Okay, I don't know how long. Like, I don't know. So now I'm I'm kind of freaking out because I'm in the way like I'm 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 near the wall. But this was prior to all the construction and stuff like that that's been happening. So it's like the wall, the lane. It's not a lot of space. Like, what are we doing here? So I remember a police officer coming to get me and he looked like he was kind of rushing me. I was like, do you understand that my little tiny body just got hit this big old airbag? You need to relax. But I guess he was just like, well, you alive. You don't look hurt. So you need to come on. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to chill because, you know, I want to go off on him. But I don't even have the the energy to do it. So 
had to sit in the back of a police vehicle, talk to him. And as I'm in the police vehicle, y'all, this makes me so sad. It was at least five other accidents that came through on the radio. And my brother came and got me. Eventually, he took me to the hospital. But on the way to my mom's before we went to the hospital, we saw more accidents. We saw like the ending of one. We saw another one happen. I'm like, yo, the enemy is trying to take us out of here at the end of this year. Mind you, it's December 31st. So it started to shift my perspective a little bit in the moment. I'm like, yo, it could definitely have been worse. I am in so, so much pain, but I can walk. I can talk. My limbs are still moving. They're still all there. I still have all of my digits. Like, it's insane. I The car didn't catch on fire. Like, the car looked terrible. But I was still alive. I'm like, okay. So today we're going to be talking about timing and seasons. If I can just get through this story. (laughs) But essentially, I went into a season of having to wait. That set me up to wait. I waited and waited and waited and waited after that for something. And I felt like that something, whatever it was going to be, was not coming fast enough. And sometimes, you know, we can talk ourselves out of a huge blessing. Sometimes we can push for things, not even knowing what we're pushing for. And so I want to say that was... December 31st, 2017, went into 2018, started my job where I work now, but I was doing a volunteer role. It's called Volunteer in Service to America, or I I was a VISTA. And you're not paid much. I left the current role I was in working for the government, essentially, um, and I just couldn't take it. And I was like, I'll take less pay for some experience and just to get out of here. And I just need a break. So I was able to take a leave, like an official leave to do the VISTA work for the current organization that I'm working for. And so, again, I took pennies, okay? And I just I just wanted something different. But once I got the different, I was like, God, why are you telling me to do this? I just had an accident. So that means now it's cold outside. I'm riding the bus. I don't have a lot of money. I don't like I just I didn't I didn't have anything to look forward to. At least that's what it felt like. And I almost talked myself out of some major blessings because as you can hear in 2019, so many things started to shift for me. So from 2018 to 2019, I was in a waiting season. I didn't know what I was waiting for, but it turns out that I was waiting for a promotion or a job offer, essentially. But it 
paid me more than what I was making at the job that I left. This job allowed me to travel. What I read off going to Philadelphia and San Antonio twice. And the DR wasn't a work trip, but it afforded me to be able to go to the DR. Just all of these things. And I almost didn't do it. I almost said, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go back because it doesn't make sense. I don't have a car. I don't I'm not making a lot of money. Nothing makes sense. Why would I do this? Why would I set myself up? But I was like, no, I know what God told me. I know what God told me in the shower. And I remember having a conversation with my best friend and she was like, girl, what you about to do? What? Where? Why? For how much? I was like, listen, 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 Linda, trust me. And here we are. And I could go on because the shift, the timing, it just allowed for so many things that are happening currently in my life as well. But I want to talk about timing and seasons and what that might look like and how it might feel and how you can move past those feelings and look at the truth. God is not going to leave you. He will not forsake you. So you have to determine by asking and really trusting the season that you're in. Once once God reveals it to you, just know that it, it is what it is. It's a season, which means it's not going to last. I was not always without a car after that accident. I was not always without money without a, an actual salary. You know what I'm saying? So there are a, different types of, I was going to say a number, but there, yeah, there are about six different types of seasons that you could possibly be in. And with the seasons changing, you know, we're ending one season, going to another. I know we talked a little bit about this, so I'm going to get a little bit deeper. And the importance of it is this wheel of life. And we're going to now examine the things that we want to prioritize. But in order for you to truly prioritize, you also have to understand what type of season you're in in order to know what this could potentially look like. You're not going to know everything, but if you have an understanding and a little bit of an overview, you can set yourself up to be more prepared. And we're all about preparation. And so, yes, with fall, this is a time for harvest. There is planting season and then there's harvest season. But that doesn't mean that that is what aligns for your life. Just because we're in harvest season season right now doesn't mean that you're in your harvest season. This may be your planting season. This may be a dry season for you. This may be a happy season for you. Maybe you're doing things. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe you just got a new job. Maybe you just got a promotion. Maybe you just got married. Who knows? Maybe you are in a season of tests and trials where you are having to endure certain things, but it's all in what you get from them, the lesson and really learning 
sometimes unlearning, sometimes relearning certain things in those seasons and leaning on God, leaning onto his word and his promises. Maybe you're in a season of spiritual warfare. Maybe it feels like you're getting hit constantly and you're just like, I need a break. Don't give up. Don't faint. I said a dry season already, and I don't think I need to say anything about that. You could potentially be in a dry season. You could potentially be in a grinding season. And I personally felt like I was in a grinding season. But I'm going to tell you guys in another episode what I really believe about the season that I'm in and it's slowly beginning to reveal itself so I don't want to speak too soon but it's kind of interesting where I thought I was versus like what's really happening but yeah I felt like I was in a grinding season but nah bro I don't know about that and then you could potentially be in a waiting season like I was back in 2018 It was rough, but baby, when I say 2019 brought favor, grace, joy, endless opportunities, I was like, yo, it's just, what? I'm meeting all these amazing people. Oh my, so wait, but wait well. So those are the different seasons. I'm going to read the definition that I found. It's an archaic definition, but I felt like it was so on time for this. Oh man, it says an indefinite or unspecified period of time, a while. This most beautiful soul who walked with me for a season in this world. That's the sentence they use. In Middle English from Old French, season from Latin, means so all of those (laughs) means sowing later time of sowing from the root of serer to sow s-o-w it's important to really know the climate that you're in when you think about sowing and That is why, again, I added that layer on the wheel of life about environment. It may not have been of importance to you, but I would argue to look at that. Because if you're sowing into a space or into people or into a community, surroundings, all of those things that aren't necessarily going to reap what you think it's going to then you need to ex- you need to do something different you need to sow somewhere else and that may sound harsh but i would argue to examine your environment to make sure that where you're sowing is going to reap a harvest and not weeds be a weed if you want to but you're not going to stop my growth. Because guess what? I'm going to pack up and go sow my seeds somewhere else. Per. So 
when you think of the seasons, timing, all of those things, sometimes it means breaking something, breaking a curse, breaking a habit, or it means changing, changing jobs, changing partners, changing scenery, changing yourself. Okay. And there is Yeah. So so at at some point when you begin to examine all of those different parts on your wheel of life and you begin to see where you need to pull back from and where you need to amp it up, you'll really see how you've been sowing and what's been showing up, essentially what you've been reaping. And you can kind of point to then the why and what's like what you can really shift within yourself and all of the things that need to happen in order to have something different. And I remember thinking through all of this about my own life. And I was just like, man, I sold frivolous spending habits. So now I'm dealing with certain things as a direct result. I'm reaping some money challenges. Okay. Maybe... You have to live a different lifestyle now. Maybe you have to cut back in ways you don't want to. Maybe you have to move in with family or roommate or maybe you have to get a second job or work extended hours or get a a side gig to make ends meet. Maybe you've allowed yourself to stay in a relationship for too long and now you're like, okay, because... The harvest is important. The, the, the way that you're sowing and where you're sowing and how you're sowing is so important. There's so many layers to get into this, but I just wanted to kind of keep it at, you know, that, that basic level of like what you're sowing, you're going to reap. And it also is important to look at the season you're in and then trusting the timing of everything. Trusting God's timing based on what you're shifting and who you're becoming. So again, examine what you decided to spend your time being, learning, doing based on that will of life, okay? And if you have not, even if you're not a part of the challenge, I'm just going to have it in the show notes. I'm going to have the wheel of life that you can use with some basic instructions on how to do it. And if you want to, I would definitely say listen to the last episode. It's some really good tidbits in there about how to set up your wheel of life and how to really think about designing these last few, few months of the year and also just how to 
cultivate um, a more prioritized life. I look at how things begin to show up once I'm leaning unto God, when I'm really seeking God, when I'm really trusting God, when I'm really saying, you know what? We're going to design this together. You know what, God? I need to know what to do next. Side effects are <laughs> drawing near to him, submitting to his will, having confidence, power, focus, strength, wisdom. <laughs> I'm now able to gain more clarity on the season that I'm in. I'm now able to meet with God I have no doubt in my mind that my weakness is going to be met with your strength and you're going to allow me to supernaturally do what's needed in order to sow. I know that if I sow anger, I'm going to reap anger or iniquity and I am now more focused on aligning myself with the things that I know that I desire. Even if I don't truly feel worthy of attaining them, I know that I desire something. So the things that I put into the earth are going to, for me at least, match what it is that I am asking God for or hoping for or that I truly desire in my heart. So if I really want to be happy, I'm going to sow happy thoughts, happy words, happy actions into the world. Based on your will, ask God what season you're in. Based on the season you're in, look at what you've been sowing, how you've been sowing, where you've been sowing and who you truly are to your core right now. Who do you want to become? And if that gap is small, hallelujah. But there is always work to be done. How are you planning to show up in this season in order to reap what is necessary for you to be who you are working toward in the next season. Is your harvest going to be plentiful? Are you going to produce, aka be productive, or are you going to fall flat? That's it for today's podcast, love. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review and rating. It's how we stay relevant in the podcast world, and it helps other people be able to find and listen to the podcast as well. Subscribe to the pod so that you get notifications every time a new episode drops on whatever platform you're streaming from. And be sure to follow us on social media at Don't Hit Snooze Pod. That's D-O-N-T-H-I-T-S-N-O-O-Z-E-P-O-D. I'd love for us to build a community. So also be sure to head over to the Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes. And while you're there, let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. I'll be back next week with more tips on how to become the greatest version of yourself and reminding you to not sleep on you.